got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that loves undivided. Welcome back. You either go to church or you're going to go to hell. Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Friday, May 12, 2023. And uh, again, joined by my special guest, Dr. Martin Paul. Uh, Again, quickly, you received your bachelor's at Johns Hopkins University, PhD at Caltech, um, on the Washington State University faculty for about 36 years. Um, And... I would say uh, very well published, and uh, since about 1998, you have been focusing on the mechanisms of chronic inflammatory diseases, and uh, more recently, could I say, special emphasis on electromagnetic fields, EMFs, and the harm that EMF causes? Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. And I've also worked on chemical effects on on uh, in chronic disease as well. Mm-hmm. I think the EMFs are are more important than the chemicals because of this extraordinary increase in exposures that we're getting from more and more and more devices and the pulsation issue. Because you know you talked about smart cities. The smarter the device, the more it pulses, the more mm-hmm. dangerous it is. And so these are things, it's not just the intensity that's important. The pulsation is incredibly important. And so, you know, effectively, that that was kind of why I thought of the uh, Havana syndrome or, you know, the, the old Russian woodpecker kind of technology. Mm-hmm. Because in just to sort of simplify what you're saying, if I understand it correctly, this is like this is like a battering ram on our physiology that's constantly beating against our physiology in a variety of ways, and that causes the kind of breakdown that you're talking about, the cellular DNA damage, for example. Well, I mean, there, there's specific mechanisms involved in each of the things that are produced, and I, mm-hmm. you know, so um, it's... Um, so should we talk about how uh, how EMFs uh, uh, work and how they uh, you know how how they uh, produce impacts in our bodies? Should we talk absolutely? About that? Yeah. Okay. Please. So um, the the first paper that I published on EMFs, which was in 2013, um, showed that there were um, 24 different studies, and these are and none of these studies are mine. I want to make emphasize that these were all things that were in the literature. Uh, the first of them were uh, studies that were done in the early 1970s, and uh, 
they showed, each of them showed that you could block or greatly lower effects with calcium channel blockers. These are blockers that are specific for blocking what are called voltage-gated calcium channels. And I abbreviate those VGCCs just so that you can talk about them more quickly. Um, these are channels that are, that, that, by the way, respond to electric forces, okay? And that's been known for decades. And, uh, and they, uh, uh, when they open, the, the, there's a structure on them called the voltage sensor that, that controls the opening of the channels. And, uh, and so when they're activated, which is what happens when, when EMS impact them, uh, what you get is you get lots of calcium flowing into the cell. Why is that? Well, because there's always much more calcium outside the cell than in the cell, so there's a concentration gradient driving it into the cell. You open these channels, you get lots of calcium flowing in. It's the excessive calcium, as you said before, that's responsible for almost everything. Now, there are other ion channels that are also activated. There are sodium channels and potassium channels and chloride channels that are also activated, but they produce much less in the way of biological effects. It's mainly the calcium channels that do it. So you can block most of the effects with these specific calcium channel blockers. And those are very diverse effects, and they include, you know, a number of the things that, that we've been talking about. Uh, the oxidative stress, the inflammation, the, uh, uh, the DNA breaks, and so forth. And probably everything is produced through that mechanism. And uh, um, so, um, and let me just say, there was a, a beautiful study which I only discovered recently that was published by a group, uh, El Swefi is the senior author. This was a group out of Egypt. And they showed that um, animals, these were rats, that were exposed to very low-intensity radiation from a 3G cell phone tower. So two hours a day they were exposed to this very low-intensity uh, 3G cell phone tower radiation. They developed, in four weeks, they developed massive neurodegeneration in the brain. 34% of the cells in the brain were dead in four weeks. Four weeks, even even for a rat, which rats typically live about three years, this is about two point seven percent of their lifespan. So this is quite rapid. Yeah. And um, massive neurodegeneration. They showed that eleven different changes that were involved that they measured were greatly lowered with amlodipine, which is one of these uh, VGCC calcium channel blockers. So what does that tell you? It tells you this whole spectrum of events that are occurring. And it was also true that the behavioral changes were greatly lowered by amlodipine. And so the whole spectrum was going through this one mechanism, this VGCC activation mechanism. And, uh, and, and so th this was uh, 11 different measured things. They, they were all greatly lowered by, uh, by amlodipine. So um, what that tells you is there's a whole range 
of things that are going through this one mechanism. And so how does it work then? And what I've published on this is that there are two pathways that are involved that produce most of the pathophysiological, that is the damaging effects. One of them is a calcium signaling pathway. There are actually multiple calcium signaling pathways, but I just talk about them like they're one. And so calcium signaling is very important in the cells of our body, but you had got too much of it, it can cause damage, lots of damage. Then there's another pathway involving uh, peroxynitrite and... Uh, reactive free radicals and oxidative stress and inflammation that um, produces uh, most of the rest of the pathophysiology. And so when you look at things that are going on, uh, you look at uh, um, apoptosis, for example. Uh, Apoptosis is triggered by excessive calcium in the mitochondria. So it's it's a calcium signaling pathway. On the other hand, apoptosis also involves, can also be produced by breaks in the DNA in the cell. And that's produced by the free radical breakdown products of peroxynitrite. So, you know, what I'm saying here is that we know a lot about how these things can be produced. And there's nothing, you know, there's big literature on all of this stuff. None of this is my work. I want to emphasize that. This is all a big literature in the literature, and, and, and so we, we know how these things connect. And so it's not mysterious at all. Uh, but, uh, you know, the industry wants to say, oh, we don't know anything, or we, we need more research, et cetera, et cetera. No, we don't need more research on everything. We know a lot about it already. That doesn't mean we don't need research in certain specific areas. Sure, we do. But that doesn't mean we can go go off in wild ways and cause all these problems, but that, in fact, is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, anyway, so, so uh, uh, now there is a therapeutic pathway which is also produced by EMS. It's produced by relatively modest increases in intracellular calcium. And the therapeutic pathway produces effects that are almost exactly opposite the effects of the peroxynitrite pathway. Imagine that. So what you can get are almost opposite effects depending on the the conditions. Hmm. And that's something that makes things obviously much more complex. And the industry used to say, they've quit saying this, I think, recently, that they only pay attention to things that are consistent, meaning that you have to get them the same way all the time. But, in fact, none of these things are consistent in that way, but they're still occurring. <laughs> so uh, so the industry, for, for, for long-time periods, were saying, well, we're, we just don't pay any attention to that stuff. They've stopped saying that, I think, now. So. I've made at least a little bit of progress, but not much. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, that's okay. good. And and who knows yeah. how much you know actual impact? Because again, you know, I mean, I think, I mean, I mentioned the 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 military aspect that comes to mind. I feel like there's a mm-hmm. you know, based on the 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 three pathways that you mentioned, the third is the therapeutic pathway that's almost the opposite. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that that reminds me of you know just a weaponization of this technology. I mean, this I, you know I don't want to again. I'm not trying to paint this in conspiratorial terms at all. I'm just trying to mm-hmm. speak to what seems to be fairly self-evident, but seems to get gaslighted, in mm-hmm. my humble opinion, anyway. And so, mm-hmm. uh, back to the things that I was thinking at the end of the first hour. Mm-hmm. that I was just going to throw out as conversation heads. I'll just throw these out. Um, I mentioned Tom Wheeler's remarks back in 2016, FCC chair, and how he, he said, you know, despite the research that tells us we should, you know, uh, we should be more thoughtful about how we're doing this. We're doing it anyway. It's a trillion-dollar industry. And people were horrified. I mean, journalists were silenced at uh, press conferences, for example, um, we've heard over the years, data is the new oil, for example, but it's only valuable if it's refined. So you, you skip forward from that to Shoshana Zuboff sort of coining the term surveillance capitalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, big data is big business, and there's a reason that Facebook is free and all of these social media platforms are free. Um, I think of Paul Ohm's research paper back in 2009, uh, which – was titled uh, Broken Promises of Privacy Responding to the Surprising Failure of Anonymization, where he proved with some high-profile examples that um, personally identifiable information and this idea of anonymity on the Internet is a myth because of the um, practice of re-identification or de-anonymization through the combining of databases. And all of the Mm -hmm. Uh, terms of service and things now will tell you, you know, we share data with partners. Well, who are partners? And that's obviously not within the scope of this conversation, but it's, it's all of this data and, and it comes largely through these devices people are carrying around with them, all of this telemetry data and other kinds of data. And so, you know, considering all of this and these smart city initiatives um, one one might wonder how and why is this happening? How is it being accomplished? You know, with these things as a backdrop, how is it being accomplished ideologically, regulatorily, technologically? Um, rhetorical questions might be, you know, can we trust uh, academia? Can we trust organized medicine, particularly the administrative contingent? Uh, captured regulatory agencies, big pharma. Uh, you mentioned your the chemical research, which I would say parallels this discussion. And then, practically speaking, what can be done to maybe reverse the effects, to protect ourselves personally going forward, uh, and maybe even to stop the rollout of this technology? Right. Simple, simple stuff. We should be able to do all of that. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> let, let, let me just say, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of the whole issue of privacy and personal, you know, the, the personal information that's being sold, mm-hmm. and uh, and and all of that. And there are questions also, not only about, um, you know, the telecom industry and what they're doing, but also in terms of the 
the power industry with the with the smart meters and what they're getting out of your mm-hmm. out of your uh uh your your personal information about what what electric devices you're turning on and off and when and why you know uh the the um you know i think that there are you know i think the concerns that we had, you know, that were raised by the, uh, you know, the book 1984, which uh, were so tiny compared with what we're looking at now in terms of personal information that it has to be a major concern. But, But I'm not an expert on that stuff. There are other people you can get on that know much more about this stuff than I do. You know, my focus is on the biological impacts, and mm-hmm. so those are really the only things I can speak to as an expert. And uh, um, anyway, okay, so I don't know. Does that uh, does that get us a little further along? I think so. And oh, you 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 were oh you were talking about about weapons. Um, you know there there have been some news reports that. The U.S. and Russia and at least two other countries that I know of, I think the U.K. and Canada apparently and probably many others have been doing research on using, uh, uh, developing microwave weaponry. And uh, uh, I think... uh, I've talked about and other people have talked about with regard to pulsation, with regard to uh, specific frequency effects and and so forth, um, can be used to develop microwave weapons that are much more effective than what what we may have had, you know, 40 years ago or something. Um, So I I think it is a a major concern. and um, uh, anyway, I don't. I, I yeah. Anyway, so. But with regard to who you can trust, uh, let me say, don't trust anybody. Don't trust me either. Mm-hmm. Take a look at as much data as you can before you decide to trust anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and when there is a big commercial interest, which there clearly is with the telecom industry and, and much of these uh, things, then, of course, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And when you know that the safety guidelines are bogus, you need to call anybody who's talking about safety based on those safety guidelines. You know, call them on because we know the safety guidelines are bogus. They have no science whatsoever behind them. Mm-hmm. And... uh so, there we are. Who was it that admitted, uh, gosh, I can't remember, was it congressional testimony, the 5G technology, that uh, there was no, there had been no studies done? I forget who it was that admitted I that. think it was the head of Motorola. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of trying to remember. Um, 
Yeah, there was an admission on that, and then and then they they didn't, they changed their mind about it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they said, oh no, there's ten thousand studies to say you don't have to worry about it. The un- the answer is no, there are no studies to say that you yeah. don't have to worry about it, and yeah. uh, it's um, so uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's bizarre the amount of uh, propaganda that's put out on these things and including from uh, but but there's also and I want to make this absolutely clear there is a lot of very good research that's being put out most of it's not coming from the US for reasons we just talked about mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know it's um, there is a lot of very good research that's being done. And so, as a consequence of that, we know a lot about what's happening. And uh, you know, a lot of there's a lot of there are a whole bunch of people in in Turkey that are doing really good research. You know, uh, they're they're uh, you know, and and uh, so um, there there there's been a lot of good research coming from Europe, um, and mostly from countries that. You know, and not from the UK so much because they don't have money either, uh, but from elsewhere in Europe, and uh, so um, and and there's there's uh, so anyway, it's you, so you know you yeah. Mm-hmm. I I I just feel like mentioning not to be too crass or cynical, but. Um, when it comes to those kinds of things, you know, you say not the UK so much because they don't have money either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like saying uh, when I when I when I think of those kinds of uh, things, I think of you know uh, the the situation that happened in East Palestine recently, for example, and I think mm-hmm. you know. If we want to fix it real fast, we send people like Pete Buttigieg to camp out in East Palestine until it's fixed. And something tells me if we if we do the, those kinds of things, then all of a sudden the money will be found. Um, Yuval Noah Harari, who is the one of the World Economic Forum spokespeople, who you know is a glowing fan of technology. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, still does not have a smartphone himself. So if we want to study the effects of this technology, maybe we should uh, – maybe he should have four or five or maybe six cell phones that he has to carry around with him until we have found the money to do the the research. And something tells me that the money would magically appear quickly. I'm being facetious, obviously, but uh, I think there's a reason the money doesn't seem to materialize for some things and it does for others. Um Anyway, uh, so is there, you know, generally, and, and, and I will go back to what you said I asked in the first hour, you know, how can people find you and support your work? And mm-hmm. you said uh, we can find your work at Google Scholar, for example, and I would say, you know, go to scholar.google.com, type in Martin L. Paul. And you'll get a number of search results, about 105,000, I think Google says. Yeah, it can. Or, it's, it's, uh, it's P-A-L-L. 
correct. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and um, also, I thought it worth mentioning that ResearchGate is is probably a good um, jumping off point as well for for people who don't know. Go to researchgate.net slash profile slash Martin Paul again P A L L. Those are hyphenated, and uh, ResearchGate has names capitalized so capital m martin dash capital p paul p-a-l-l and uh researchgate has a collection of 121 publications that have been cited collectively 4700 times so that should tell people something and uh so i thought that was important to mention again i'll probably mention that at the end of the broadcast as well but um you said trust no one. Um, I just want to revisit that quickly. You know, basically mm-hmm. do your own homework. This is heady subject matter. And so, I mean, do we all have to become our own experts in a sense? Do we all need to become Luddites in a sense? Do you do you want to comment on that at all? I, I um, you know, we're not going to. Yeah. But there are much safer ways of of using these technologies. And they include, for instance, doing everything wired that you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Um, wired connections are always better than wireless connections. And I say wired, it could be copper wires, it could be uh, fiber optic cables. Um, the... Uh, uh, the point is that that as soon as you go into uh, to wireless communication, you you may be getting into trouble. And what I do typically, I mean, I use the internet all the time, but I do it all wired, and I do it. Uh, I got my Wi-Fi turned off on both the modem and the and my computer. Um, I do. Um, I use a wired keyboard. I use a wired mouse. My printer is wired. <laughs> you know, it's getting harder and harder sometimes to find these things, but they're there. And uh, and so you can you can you can do a lot of stuff wired that uh, you know that other people use wireless. Um, I don't, and you can use shielding to help protect yourself. And I've already referred a little bit to that with. Regard mm-hmm. to the cell phones, but there's a lot of shielding materials that are available that can be used. Um, you know how well, how well this actually works depends on your situation, and of course, uh, in many situations, it's it's extremely difficult. Um, I think um, you know I think we need a few hundred thousand lawsuits. The problem is the lawyers are so ignorant of this that it's hard to find anybody that's that's competent to actually do things. Um, but you know, given the fact that the safety guidelines are completely bogus, um, and that people, for instance, who live near cell phone towers are affected, and with the 4G system within 400 meters of a cell phone tower, which is probably at least half the population are being impacted. 
So, you know, these are these are things that, uh, and that's just people who are living there. What about people who work there? What about schools? What about, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. Um, I think that um, we don't need Wi-Fi in schools. And when we put Wi-Fi in the schools, what did we get? We got huge problems with, uh, with uh, um, lack of concentration uh, and learning. We had huge problems with, uh, with uh, depression and uh, suicidal ideation and actual suicides. Uh, we had huge problems with uh, cardiac effects. Uh, on the electrical control of the heart, which are, are life-threatening because you can die of sudden cardiac death. Um, and we don't pay any attention to it. And when teachers complained about this and said they don't want this in their classroom, they got fired. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely bizarre. And we don't need to have any any Wi-Fi in schools. Well, again, I mean, that's, you know, that's a that's a, a deeper subject to plumb a little bit because of the uh, the sort of ideological direction that it's headed. Uh, maybe we can sort of continue there. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back with my special guest, Dr. Martin Paul. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your delight. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? 
Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Welcome back. Bottom of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Friday, May 12, 2023. Joined again by my special guest, Dr. Martin Paul. And we're talking about the subject of electromagnetic uh, fields and the radiation uh, effects and uh, things like hyper electromagnetic hypersensitivity. Uh, the health effects and what we can do. 5G technology, in particular, uh, is is uh, kind of on the on the forefront of most people's minds these days. I think when it comes to this subject matter. So I don't know if we want to maybe back up a little bit and revisit. I mean, I mentioned some of the things that you've talked about and written about the effects. I don't know if you want to touch on those but also uh in in this last kind of long segment again maybe what we can do is there are there things we can do to reverse the effects uh you know what what best we can do to protect ourselves and um also maybe to stop the rollout of this technology which we've sort of discussed a little bit already but i just wanted to throw those out there Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let, let me just say something about what I think we know about 5G as opposed to what's been hypothesized about it. And let me say I, I predicted these things, actually, uh, but that doesn't mean necessarily my prediction's right. So you have to look at the empirical stuff. In the first uh, 5G uh rollout that occurred several years ago. Um, there were protests uh, in uh, by a whole group of physicians in, I think it was in Stuttgart, Germany, uh, and they were protesting what they were seeing in their patients, which included a whole series of neuropsychiatric effects, similar to what I've published on, but many other people have published on as well. And um, they were uh, 
concerned about EHS, and they were also concerned about the cardiac effects, which I mentioned earlier. Those were the things, the main things they were seeing in their patients. There were somewhat similar things that were reported in Switzerland from 5G, and then there was, uh, and, and let me say one of the neuropsychiatric effects that I've documented and other people have documented has to do with anxiety and depression. And what does anxiety and depression do? Uh, it often causes people to commit suicide. Now, um, in the first 5G ambulance, which was put out in the UK, three of the emergency medical technicians working in the first 5G ambulance committed suicide within a very short time of each other after after they started working in this 5G thing. So that's of concern. Now, um, those are not scientific studies, and I'm not saying that because, you know, I'm a scientist and I wear my badge. It's, you know, there's certain structures to science that makes it, at least when it works well, it can work very well. Um, there have been uh, recently three papers that were published. These are case studies that were published uh, by um, uh, Hardell and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember his co-author now. Um, I'm sorry, I'm spacing out here. Uh, the And they published very similar effects with these people who were exposed to 5G. Um, and, and, and what they found was you know, so they were so specifically neuropsychiatric effects um, and EHS, electromagnetic hypersensitivity, and at least in one case, cardiac effects. And um, what they found was, first of all, they developed with extraordinary rapidity, which tells you that 5G is extraordinarily powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they were removed from a 5G into a very low EMF environment, uh, most of these things got much, much better, almost, you know, very rapidly. So, you know, those findings, I think, clearly show that 5G is causing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's of absolutely critical importance because the industry will claim, no, it can't possibly cause anything. Um, let me say, I predicted that you would get penetrating effects, and I think clearly the uh, the effects on the human brain and the effects on the heart are penetrating effects. And um, I predicted that based on, on a paper that I published on the on the uh, uh, the the, uh, the coherent EMFs and the ability of uh, of the of the magnetic fields to, to produce highly penetrating effects in the body. Uh, so the magnetic fields are much more highly penetrating than the electric fields. And so when the industry claims no, it only produces effects in the outer outer in the, in the skin, basically uh, in the outer parts of the skin. That uh, that that's not true because we have these magnetic effects that that are very highly penetrating. And that, in fact, is what we're seeing with five G. Mm-hmm. 
so um um so that you know so again uh the industry propaganda says one thing it's it's uh, 99% of the time at least it's wrong <laughs> and, uh, and we know that from from literature so um you know that's uh uh anyway okay so let's see what else should i talk about well we have a couple of calls and uh i think maybe uh we should take those how do you feel about that we didn't talk about it beforehand i usually like to ask a guest no that's great let's go okay uh first call shannon rowan uh shannon hello welcome good morning welcome Thanks for taking my call. Hello, Dr. Paul. Yes. Um, yeah, thanks so much. I really have been a longtime fan of your work, and um, I know we have mutual friends with Jenna and Brian. Um, I'm a researcher and author, and I've quoted you extensively in my work. Um, I'm also electro-hypersensitive, so-called, for about mm-hmm. nine years now dealing with this, having to move repeatedly, you know, um, basically find... And that's why my book is called Wi-Fi Refugee, and it's my mm-hmm. story and other people's stories. Um, mm-hmm. So I I, did, I missed a little bit of the first half of the show, but I was um, I don't know if you touched on this at all, but I know that in some of your work you've addressed the issue of like the soils um, being affected and that affecting trees and erosion and trees falling. I believe you've written about you've talked about that. Um, what I wanted to just bring up, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is that. You know, we can get into all the mechanisms of, like, how this might be affecting biology. And, um, you know, the industry, of course, denies that humans are affected. They like to say, you know, they'll admit that that microbes and insects are because they sell products, including millimeter-wave products that kill insects intentionally. So if we look at it from just that perspective, that the foundations of life are being attacked. So if you assault those foundations, I mean, the microbes, and the soil, the insects, you know, everything falls apart from there um, inside our bodies, you know, in our environment. And so, you know, there's this cascading effect. So people, I don't know why, you know, people just don't seem to focus that or they miss that or they miss that connection. I mean, we were taught growing up that there's the food chain, you know, that like if the, if the insects are gone, then the, you know, then the birds are gone and the fish are gone and, you know, the bees are gone, the food is gone, um, besides mm-hmm. which inside our bodies, the microbes being destroyed obviously are going to have health effects. Um, so I wanted to just mention that, but also I wanted to address the, the question earlier about gender dysphoria. Um, mm-hmm. I think I actually saw, um, there's a movie called Minds of, The Minds of Men, and they addressed the, like, early, the 50s and 60s, these, they called them brain doctors, and they were using radio frequencies and electrodes in the brain to supposedly cure disease and whatnot. Well, one of those experiments, they show a film film footage of a young boy, he's only 11 years old, with one of the patients. And when they turned on certain frequencies, um, he would say suddenly say he wants to be a girl. So I think that there's definitely, um, you know, provable impact there in terms of, like, influencing that kind of, you know, feeling that response, besides, of course, other factors like social engineering and things going on, uh, and maybe chemicals, you know, and endocrine disruptors mm-hmm. and with the food. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just thought that that really interesting that you could actually use radio frequency to target it and, and actually get, like, somebody to say, I want to be a girl who's a boy, mm-hmm. you know, and influence that feeling. So um, 
yeah, any thoughts on <laughs> any of that? <laughs> well, I wasn't aware of that, so that's quite okay. interesting. Maybe you can email me that information. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. The, again, I can send a link to the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay. um, but in terms of the soils, and yeah, I mean, your thoughts about that sort of the foundations being disrupted, and um, you know that. I mean, I live in the forest, and a lot of trees do seem to be falling a lot. I haven't lived in a forest for a really long time. I don't know if it's more mm-hmm. than usual or anything like that, but it is. it does seem worrying sometimes. It just seems like trees are falling everywhere, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, let, me, let me just, um, I mean, I think generally what you're raising is the whole ecological issue. Mm-hmm. You know what's this doing to our whole ecology, and everything is dependent on our whole ecology, and and right. that's uh, and that's uh, and and so you know the, the the there have been two studies published uh, that um, um, I think are very telling with regard to the ecological impact, and both of these um, involved the ecological impacts uh, where cell phone towers, or what most of the world calls mobile phone base stations, uh, were put into a highly protected area on the grounds that the industry claimed, well, nothing's going to happen, but in fact there were massive effects that happened. Uh, The the first one that was published was was a... uh, a study that was done uh, in an area in Australia that's a highly protected area around the, um, there's a a mountain called Mount Nardi, N-A-R-D-I. And uh, this this thing is is on the Internet, the, the report from this. And what they found was that when they put in initially 3G uh, cell phone towers, uh, in this area, they saw a lot of ecological changes, including insects, amphibia, birds, and small mammals, which is what they were studying. Um, and then, subsequently, um, what they found when they put 4G in, there were much more powerful effects, and that they saw many different species that became locally extinct. So we're talking about a very powerful uh, uh, ecological effects. And again, the industry claimed nothing could happen, but there are massive effects. And I talked before about the, the study that was done by El Swefi, where they were seeing massive effects on rats, on, on, on the brains of rats. I mean, these are absolutely just incredible you know findings, and uh, and then there there's another study which I'm not sure I can lead you to easily, but it was published recently in Africa again in a, a very highly protected area, and mm-hmm. where they're seeing you know really massive ecological impacts. Um, okay, so well, let me just to, uh, I'm sorry I could testify to some of my friends um, visiting me in places I've lived you know lived without and live now without um, the cell towers around. And remarking mm-hmm. upon the insects, like, oh, there's so many insects. And they all say yeah. they're, they're, they don't have them anymore where they live. Like, they mm-hmm. just don't, they're, they're gone. Mm-hmm. There's no crickets. You yeah. know, there's no ants. Like, and it's it's alarming. I mean, this is really happening at a very rapid rate as well. Yeah. And I, I have to say, you know, when I was on the faculty at Washington State University, 
uh, we'd often drive across the state to the Seattle area for, you know, vacations and stuff. And, you know, when you drive through that area, uh, you know, you, you often end up with, in the, in, in the summer, you often end up with your windshield covered with insects because there were so many insects out there. You mm-hmm. do that now, and there's almost nothing. That's so right. I can remember that in my childhood, actually, having a lot more of that on the, mm-hmm. on the windshield, right? Yeah, yeah. So so there have been massive ecological changes, and uh, you mentioned the millimeter waves. Uh, one of the things, uh, there were two U.S. patents put out, one in, in uh, the year 2000 and the second one the next year, 2001 using millimeter waves. These were non-pulse millimeter waves, so they're much less dangerous than 5G, but never, you know, but they were being used as insecticides, so just to wipe out all the insects. And um, so, um, yeah, and, and, and obviously you can't get a U.S. patent unless you've got evidence that this stuff in mm-hmm. fact worked. And so, um, there, there's, uh, so, you know, but uh, let me uh, say a little bit about the tree thing. There, there was a beautiful study published by uh, uh, the senior author was uh, Dr. Cornelia Waldmann-Selsam in Germany. She's a practicing physician who has EHS patients. And, uh, and what, uh, you know, this was all about the impacts of EMS on trees. And it was just a beautiful study that showed that trees were heavily impacted by the radiation from these uh, these cell phone towers. And you could mm. show that, basically, because if you had a tree on the lee side of a building, the parts of the tree that were shielded by the building, by the mass of the building, were much less affected than the parts that were sticking out and not shielded. And right. so uh, it was... Um, and the, these effects are cumulative. That is, they get more and more severe with time from the same exposure. <coughs> That's true, by the way, also for mm-hmm. exposures in humans and exposures in small animals. Uh, and the human studies come from uh, occupational exposure studies that were done back in the 1970s. We right. can't do those anymore because we're exposed to too many different things. At that point, mm-hmm. you could actually study the exposure, uh, the effects of a particular exposure because other exposures were mm-hmm. very, very rare. You can't right. do those things anymore. So um, that's... Um, um, <clears throat> anyway, okay, I guess that's all I'm going to say. We, we have <laughs> uh, so other calls that we got to grab. <laughs> All right, thank you. I'll get off. I Thanks so much. Appreciate it, yeah. Shannon. Much appreciated. And uh, I feel like mitigation is could be the subject of an entire, you know, another broadcast. But uh, mm-hmm. in the interest of time, back to the phones, uh, Lynn and Marilyn. Thanks for calling. Welcome. Thank you very much, Chris and Dr. Paul, and especially Mike today, and and Shannon as well. I hope she's able to sell her book, if not at Barnes & Noble, then at RBM, because I'd like to buy it, and I'm your example of you can be a Luddite. 
um, because they're also running VR in the background, which just conditions us that, ooh, let's, it's okay, it's just tech. Um, I really appreciate you, Dr. Paul. Um, I actually was so desperate because of my um, toxic levels exposures to chemicals um, that I was willing, after hearing some woman on, on uh, just a short part of the pulse on MBR to buy her mm-hmm. book and it has taken me over 12 hours for my heart pressure for my blood pressure to come down enough and all I read was the introduction because oh oh we can get a headband to do an EEG and we can read your brain waves and then we can send it all to your iPhone and there's mm-hmm. so much positive stuff in all this research that we can do with this technology and use your fit it, and we can use biofeedback, but we get to we get to use Obama's brain initiative and map everybody's brain and know exactly what they're doing and do it with the earbuds in your ear. It is frightening, frightening, and there and are the a point, lot of those kinds of there studies. That, they're well funded. Yeah, the, the point there is, is that all the, of that technology is harmful, obviously. Yeah, and the other thing is, like with microwaves, you don't feel it in your innards. You know, like the microwave oven, you know, you don't feel heat in your organs. Um, the book, I will, it's called The Battle for Your Brain for Farrah Haney, but read it the opposite of the way she says it. The other thing is when um, Shannon was talking, don't you feel like you live in the big pesticator? I do. You know, one of the things I've said for a long time is police officers, with all this tech all over their body and all the different frequencies and pulse rates, gee, wonder why we have a problem with violence. The same thing happened with those pilots that came back from the Middle East that were down in North or South Carolina, and and it was um, uh, Barry Trower who contacted the commander of the base and said put them in the simulator and reset their helmets because their brains were set to the wrong frequency. Um, last weekend on Ingrid's show, and Dr. Paul was on there a few weeks ago as well, mm-hmm. um, on Saturday nights um, about vaccinations and stuff is the name of her program. But um, Paul and Susan Clark and Julia were on there, and it was about um, cell towers. Remember, we're not looking at cell towers anymore. They're already well hidden in a lot of places, but they can be any size, but it had to do with signal strength. And Paul's website was wireamerica.org because this is covered in one of the communications acts under a section because it's only covered for telephone communication outdoors, not for streaming, not for use of the Internet. Um, and the other thing is to remember all the wireless stuff, you know, like, like thermostats or your cordless home phone. That's all wireless. And I would suggest that everybody keep their phone in their car in a really tight-fitting metal box. There was a, a neuroscientist that was an expert witness in a, in a case, and he actually did a study on the guy and in the MRI machine and think of TMS for depression. That's the whole thing. We can use this for good. Um, but what he found was just having a cell phone in the car, off, in the back seat, in a purse or a briefcase backpack, not even knowing it's there, can affect a driver's brain to cause enough distraction to contribute to a car accident. And that's and without you, even you, knowing Do you it. have a question for Dr. Paul? I do. Okay. I do. I We're just, running short I, on time. Can you can you address anything like the police officers with all the different amounts and different frequencies and pulse rates, like with their camera, their walkie-talkie, their 
you know, glasses that do facial recognition and probably have their cell phone or like Verizon workers with their tablet in their back pocket, zapping them. And those, there are medical studies on that out of Canada about prostate cancer. And also babies, women who are pregnant with babies, their, their eggs, females, are, their eggs are formed okay, let's, really, let's really back early up and start in utero. With one so question. any of that that he'd like to address, I'd appreciate it, and i just appreciate all of you so much. All right. Okay, so I, I haven't done any measurements with the, you know, the, all the devices, but I think with regard to the police, uh, one of my colleagues actually has done some studies and showed that, and I don't think this has been published, but um, uh, that there are, high, there are high levels of EMS in the police cars. So, you know, they've got high-powered Wi-Fi in the police cars, and they've got, all, you know, a lot, of, a lot of devices in the cars themselves. So when they drive around with these things, they're getting they're getting zapped. Uh, yeah, I have great concern about the effects on people's brains, and the, because the the nervous system is the most sensitive uh, organ in the body to uh, changes in their stru- the structure of the cells uh, by EMF exposures. This was shown by animal studies uh, fifty years ago. Um, and, uh, it's, um, so the nervous system is very sensitive. That's not surprising because the the nervous system has lots of voltage-gated calcium channels because they're very important for those cells and, uh, for the neurons in in the nervous system. And, uh, uh, so, so, you know, my general concern is that people's brain function is going to hell. And if I can use that on the radio, I don't know. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, this is my main, most profound concern is their brain functions are de- deteriorating. And that many people who are of great importance for our society are probably exposed more than the average, including the police. I think uh, we, are, we are actually at the end of the broadcast, and I think that we've just really scratch the surface we could go on this is a very sobering topic critically important hopefully people will look into your research dr paul and and again thank you i can't believe we're at the end of the broadcast already but thank you for uh coming on the broadcast today you're welcome thank you for having absolutely i hope we can do it again and uh soon okay Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network.
Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.